0: We want to go to John chapter 4. I trust you come ready for some some word to hear from God. I encourage you to be in faith whenever we teach and preach and, and look at the word of God. Be in faith for God to speak to you today. He'll give you answers. He'll tell you things that are worth more than money. He'll tell you things that are worth more than time and anything else. Uh, truth makes people free, doesn't it? it? Absolutely does. Truth makes people free. And there's no amount of, of, of material possessions you could have that would be worth more than freedom. Right? I mean, freedom from addiction, freedom from disease, freedom from uh, any kind of bondage uh, in life. Uh, I mean, Being bound up is a problem. You can't buy your way out of it. But I tell you, the truth will make you free. And so we live uh, in the truth. John chapter 4. This is our series now. I'm in the middle of a series called True Worship. And our text is John 4 beginning in verse 19. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And so we're talking about, like I said, true worship, and we can see what that really is. It's not about location, and it's not about uh, those type of outward things, but it is about spirit and truth. Amen. And so we want to then because we know that this is the type of person that the father is seeking this is the type of person who really what they're doing is worship we want to make sure that we are approaching God that way spirit and truth we want to make sure that is the the, the, the definition or explanation of how we relate to the Lord because if there's if there is spirit and truth then there is flesh and lies right And. Uh, like many things, we wouldn't be told what the way to do something is if the way to do it was the only way to do it, the only way possible, or if there, if there weren't a likelihood that we would potentially slip into the flesh and doing things according to, you know, statements that are not true. Uh, and, and, and so we see this as, a, as, as quite a necessary thing. Wouldn't it be quite a shame to discover that we lived our lives thinking we were worshiping God only to discover our activity was absent of His presence, absent of His approval? I mean, is that the case? The reality is many people are in that very place. They think that what they're doing is accepted by God, that it's noble, that it's righteous, that it's holy, that it's a good thing. But, I mean, I'm not the judge of that, but I can see here that if we're not doing something in spirit and truth, then it's not accepted by God. He's not seeking after it. And if, again, I hope I'm not repeating myself too much, if that weren't existing then this would not be recorded for our benefit. If there was not a lot of flesh worship, if there was not a lot of non-truthful worship, then we wouldn't even have to talk about this or think about it or give give it any time at all because we would just say worship. And it would automatically be what it's supposed to be. But it's not automatically that. We were talking last week about uh, worshiping. Of course, like I said, in spirit and truth, then we were talking about worshiping in the spirit. All right, worshiping in spirit. Bible uses different language there in different places, but uh, the opposite then, the contrast would be worshiping in flesh. You know, someone say, it doesn't really matter how you worship as long as you worship God. Well, no, because I could worship God in the flesh, or I could worship Him in spirit, uh the the flesh way to worship well one way we could say that that comes about comes in with this contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant in the new covenant the benefit is not only are we spiritually made alive in christ but we are also then uh we are all we can also be filled with the holy spirit And so in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, not every person, not everyone who believed in the coming Messiah, they didn't all have... the, the, the Spirit of God upon them and in them continually. Only certain individuals like the prophet, priest, and king had the Spirit upon them uh, for different acts of service and so forth, but the average person did not, but that's different for our day. We all have the ability to live in the presence of the Spirit of God. He fills us and lives with us or abides with us forever. And so if we then worship In such a way that excludes the influence of, the filling of, the the leading of the Holy Spirit, then we are likely doing things in the flesh. Would it be possible for even a person who has received the Holy Spirit to worship God in the flesh? It actually would, because we can do things on our own. In other words, He could be directing us one way, and we go another way. But whether it's because we're uncomfortable, or we haven't been there before, and whether this other way might be our tradition, or our practice, or just how we feel that day. We can do things in the flesh, and actually never make that connection with the Lord, and enjoy Him, and Him enjoy us, but it can be done in the Spirit. Everybody with me today? And so when we have this idea that, uh, you know, we're, we're, our worship to God is just about our own beliefs, our own ideas about God, well, that would be flesh. And I think, you know, you've heard me say this before, but whenever examining our own practices, our own belief system, one good Uh, way to judge that stuff is to ask what verse what verse in other words many times people say things about God that just are just not true and I don't want to be among those I probably have said things about the Lord that weren't true before as well Uh, I'm not throwing any stones but one way we can judge ourselves in this regard is to ask well where's that found why do you do it that way why, why do you say that about the Lord? What verse is that? And many times you'll find, whether it's for yourself or you find yourself in a conversation and someone, you know, says something questionable or outright wrong, but you're not wanting to just call them a liar. <laughs> so, you, you know, you want to you be kind and gentle in your response to them, but you just say, uh, so, thanks for sharing that. Oh yeah, by the way, what verse was that in? chapter what? In what book? (laughs) Because sometimes what happens is we have adapted things and we've put it on the level of thus saith the Lord when it may have been just thus saith the religious group that we were a part of. It may have been thus saith my aunt and she was real spiritual. It may have been thus saith my experience. And when we base our lives and then we view God through that lens and then we approach Him and endeavor to worship Him with those things in mind, and I tell you, they're not true, they're not Spirit-influenced, they're not Spirit-led. Everybody with me today? And so we're not actually worshiping in the Spirit. And so what we want to do is just adjust. God's not throwing stones at us for not knowing, knowing things. He's the revealer of truth. And if we'll look to Him, He'll continually reveal truth to us. He'll show us more and more and more. Some of you are in that zone right here. You're in that zone right now in your life. I mean, things are just coming alive to you. I mean, the Scriptures are just, you're seeing things you never saw before. You're just, I mean, you're just amazed. You're blown away. You can't wait. I mean, I, I remember a time in my life, and I, and I don't mean that I'm not there, but there's been times where it's, where it's definitely been ramped up. I, I remember a time in my life uh, quite a few years back where, I'd been a believer, I'd been a Christian, I read the Bible every day, I prayed to the Lord every day. I mean, it wasn't a great prayer life, but it was, you know, it was existent. I wasn't super tight, but, we're, but the, you know, I had a relationship with the Lord, and, uh, and I, I was given, given some teaching. This was back in the days of cassette tapes, remember those, those little miniature reel to reel things? And uh, someone gave me some cassette tapes of some teaching, and, and before that, I wasn't the kind of person who would listen to someone talk about the Bible outside of church, <laughs> you know, on purpose. You know, like instead of music or something where you, you know, pop it in the car and you listen to someone talk about the Lord. I I mean, that's normal for me now, but back then that was like, why would you do that? (laughs) And what happened is I started listening to some of this and it blew me away. And I I began to be so excited inside. I mean, I was just stirred up to where I would spend hours and hours sitting in my bedroom with a little cassette player listening to teaching and taking notes. Notes! Me, I mean, you know, you didn't know me, but I knew me. Notes? <laughs> you know? Writing stuff down. Filling, filling pages up with stuff like, wow, 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 this is amazing. I, I, some of you are, are in that place. It's a good place to be. We should never lose it. But I'm telling you, there'll be times in your life you'll start seeing things. There's times in my life again now I'll just, I'll just get excited about truth. And all of a sudden I'm seeing things and recognizing things that I didn't see and know before. And the Lord has dealt with me in recent times that, that, he sh- that uh, I don't know, it's for you. It's, I know it's for me, but He's showing me things again. He's revealing things, showing me t- things, and, and going to show me more things that I haven't seen yet. And praise God, it's, a, it's an exciting day to live. I didn't plan on saying all that, but uh but but again, you know, we, we want to look at uh whether we're worshiping in spirit and truth, asking ourselves, what verse is that? You know, how do you know that's the case? Are you sure that's that, that that that's true? And and we look to the Lord to reveal his word to us. Amen. Let me give you a couple more verses along these lines. Go with me to Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter three. This is not just an isolated uh, uh language and verbiage here. But in Philippians, the third chapter, notice with me in the third verse, Paul writes here, "...for we are the circumcision who worship God in the..." what? "...in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh." Now, some of that has to do with approaching God according to one's own works and efforts and, and, you know, fulfilling the requirements placed on them. And the other is worshiping God according to the Spirit, worshiping in the Spirit. Of course, that's where Jesus made us alive. That's where we can add nothing to what He's done, nor we can we take anything away from what He's done. Once you receive Jesus, He's all there is, and you're altogether clean. You're altogether righteous and holy in His sight. Aren't you glad for that? But we worship God from that basis, and we worship in the Spirit. See, but many times we live our lives today, and we're so ignorant of spiritual things. Uh, I mean, we know in in here, we know about heaven, about eternity. We can describe it, but day to day, we're so conscious of the flesh. We're so conscious of, of, of natural things that, you know, we miss out on what God is doing. The average Joe doesn't really see that God is at work all around us. And he's doing things in our hearts and and, 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 in people's lives around us. The more we'll pay attention to what he is saying and doing, the more his presence will be tangible and real to us. And when we worship, I don't like this idea where where if I find myself getting into this mindset, I'm worshiping God, I'm singing praises to him, and in my mind he's way out there. Far, far away, in a galaxy, (laughs) where no one has gone. No, I mean, he's in heaven, the throne of God in heaven. But how many know what we see in Scripture? He'll never leave us or forsake us. He is ever present with us. And so I'm worshiping God. Yeah, I know. He's in heaven, the Father, the Son, Jesus in heaven. The Spirit of God is here. God is here with us now and all the time. So when I'm worshiping, I'm lifting my hands and He's right here. See Him as close to you, not distance, not far away. Can you hear me, God? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> and so He said that we worship God in the, in the Spirit, so we do not have a worship based on the flesh. That can say a lot of things. Based on the flesh, meaning I don't worship God according to who I am, according to, um, according to what I have achieved in life. Not a person in here who's highly successful, maybe in, in finance or business. They don't have a better access to God than a person who's working a minimum wage job. Not based on flesh. Based upon the work, the finished work of Jesus. We all enter in on that basis. It, and likewise the other is true. If someone not, has not been real successful in, in man's eyes in life, that doesn't mean you're at the back of the line with God. huh? We all have equal access. Why? We worship in spirit. It's not according to flesh. It's not according to what, what your present ability is. Some people, uh, you know, when we sing songs together... How many know those who have a, uh, you know, some good chops don't get in the presence of God faster than those who can't carry a tune? Now, one's more pleasing than the other. That's why some people are on mic and some are not. Right? Because they're helping, those who are up here are helping the rest of us, you know, to focus in on the Lord and it helps if it sounds good. But I'm telling you, in the Spirit now, in the spirit not one who sings well is more spiritual or gets in the presence of god more and in fact the reality is someone who someone who may have a great talent if they're thinking about man i am good at this or whatever in life and that's why the lord's really enjoying me today no he's not <laughs> are you listening to me now now, now we, we've we've talked about we've talked about this. Let me let me back up a little bit. How our worship is not just our singing; it's not just those type of things. It's our whole life. It's whatever we do. Uh, you you worship God in everything you do. And I was thinking one day, what would God be more pleased with if I was out on the links? You know, and uh, if I was out on the links and I hit a phew, nice three hundred yard drive straight down the fairway. What is God more pleased with that? Does He go, nice. That's a good shot. Or if I hit it in the rough and don't cuss. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, what do we, what do we view as really more pleasing to the Lord? I, I think it's our devotion, our commitment, our our ability to be in the Spirit, even if we don't do something naturally real well. Hmm? or maybe head down the pipe and not gloating would be good. I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Just a short left. Ephesians the 5th chapter. Because all of our life these things work together our worship is in church, it's out of church, it's uh it's Wherever we go, we honor Him with our life. We honor Him with our words, our commitments, all these things. And, of course, then our songs, our, our our singing, and those type those type of things. Both of them really play off the other. If I'll worship God out of here, I'll worship God better in here. If I'll worship God in here, I'll worship Him better out of here. Do you know what I mean by that? If, if when I come together for a, a specified time of, of praise and worship, if I'll really connect and focus and... And give it all to Him. When I, when I go out of that place, I am more equipped and more prepared to worship Him by walking by faith. By resisting temptation. By, by these type of things. And if when I'm out there, if I'm, more, if I'm more yielded to the Spirit and I am resisting temptation, I am walking by faith. When I come in here and I sing songs to Him with the, with the body of Christ, I, I'm, I'm in a better place to do that. They're not exclusive of one another. They really help one another. If we compartmentalize our lives and say, this is my spiritual time and this is my me time uh, and this is whatever, we, we do ourselves great disservice. All right? I am, you are, in the Spirit in Christ. See yourself that way 24-7. And everything will help and benefit the other aspects of your life. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 It says, do not be drunk with wine. That would include other kinds of drunkenness and things you smoke. Do not be drunk with... (laughs) I didn't plan to say that, but go ahead. Uh, He said, which is dissipation, but be what? Filled. Filled with the Spirit. In other words, you don't need to be drunk like that. You need to be drunk like this. That'd be one way of saying that. Don't be drunk with wine. Be drunk with the Spirit. Don't be filled with this substance. Be filled with life. Be filled with the Spirit. And notice the next verse then. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now what's that talking about? It's talking about singing, worship, praise. It's talking about adoring the Lord. But the connection here is that we be filled with the Spirit doing that. Why would we want to be filled with the Spirit speaking? It's a whole other level of worship. It really is. And this goes back to worshiping in Spirit. How do I worship in Spirit? I'm born again and Spirit-filled. When I am filled with the Spirit, I am now inspired by the Spirit. I am led by the Spirit. And if my worship is Spirit-filled and Spirit-led, I'm most definitely in a connection with God. But not if it's just, well, this is what we do, and I'm going through the rote. I'm going through the motions. I'm going through the plan. Uh, I could be just doing something in the flesh, trying to please God by what my actions are. You, You know, there's a... There's a verse in, in Psalm 33 that I think is real, is real interesting. It's real powerful. It's, it says in Psalm 33 in verse 1, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise from the upright is what? It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And what uh, Amplified B- Bible says, It's becoming. It's becoming it's it's it says and appropriate for uh, for, for those who, who who are right with God those who are upright in heart what is it saying praise looks good on you when you're a worshipper when you're a true worshipper you make yourself it's not this is not our motive but we make ourselves look better and how many you know just the opposite can can float through people's minds? What? Uh, how do I look when I'm doing this? This is the flesh-minded person. I used to be that way. How, how do I look when I'm doing this? What is my appearance? How how am I being judged potentially by someone else because of my conviction, my testimony, because of my commitment to the Lord, because of how I honor Him, because of how I pray for my meal in public, because of how I live my life, because of how I worship God in church right? And the idea is that you, maybe you don't look as good. Maybe some will look down on you. But I tell you what, if no one ever looks down on you, if no one ever judges you for being a Christian, you're not being a Christian enough. Hmm. I mean, if everybody likes you, if everybody's happy with everything you do, you might want to step up your game. Not with the intention of, of offending, not with the intention of something like, of, 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 You know, rubbing someone the wrong way. But knowing that God inside of you, that Jesus is the stumbling stone or the rock of offense. As the scripture says, he's the one that rubs people the wrong way. And if they treated him wrong, they'll treat us wrong. Praise God, that was bonus material just for this service right here. I didn't even know you are going to get that today, did you? It is. But again, going back to the psalm. Uh, Psalm 33. What does praise do for us? It makes us look good. I, I, I remember when I was uh, when I was single and 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 had my eyes open. Of course, now they're closed. <laughs> when I was single, had was looking. This, this this is one of the things because I was walking with the Lord. I was excited for God. I, you know, I was in the ministry and 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 preaching and all these things. But when I was when I thought I might be interested in someone, I wanted to know this about them. Do they worship God? And if they were in church and I peek and I they were, I was there, I peeked. Huh? Because if I saw someone that, you know, looked really good, you know, naturally, outwardly. But during worship they were like this. I'm not interested. When I, saw, when I saw when I saw a young woman who would worship the Lord, and you could see it was real, I thought that's that's attractive, that's beautiful to me. I remember one one young lady uh, that I was friends with, and she was interested in me. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but not sure. And uh, and she she had made a statement one time about how about. In in a worship time and how certain people were worshiping God and she she made a statement to me she said I would never do that and she never knew how how that turned me off I thought what if the spirit of God moved on you to do that you wouldn't yield to the spirit of God I thought well there's one I don't have to pray about (laughs) because I'm not going to say I'm not going to do that if it's a bible thing I mean it's a scriptural thing if it's a way to I'm not going to say I'd never do that I'm going to say I'm going to do whatever the Spirit of God moves on me to do. I'm going to worship in the Spirit. He's more important than, to me than what other people think. Hallelujah. But praise makes you look good. Huh? You want to look good? I mean, most of us, you know, fixed ourselves up, showered, shaved. Right, ladies? <laughs> You know, whatever, people fix their hair, they wear clothes that they, you know, they hopefully they feel good in, they think they look nice in, and, and we, we give attention to the outward. But doesn't the Scripture tell us to focus on just the opposite of that? doesn't mean that that's not important, we shouldn't take care of ourselves, we should. But the Scripture tells us, you know, Peter, Peter wrote about not letting our adornments, he was speaking to women in particular, but it, uh, not let it just be merely outward. Don't let it be all about the outside. He said, but let it be about the hidden person of the heart. Be beautiful on the inside. I tell you one of the most beautiful things. And it'll, it'll come out and it'll make your physical person look better. If you'll have such a relationship with God. Where you worship and you honor and you adore and you love Him. And that looks good on you. Man, what are you wearing today? I got my praise on. Man, you are looking good. Did you, get, did, you, did you get your hair done? Did you get some new clothes? No, I spent some time with the Lord this morning. I was praising Him. Oh, and He is my delight. And He is my joy and my song. Wow, that sure looks good on you. Yeah. Come on now, somebody. Yeah. Let's, let's be spiritually minded. Let's not just be fleshly minded. Let's not just be outward minded. not just be uh, external. These things matter. These things are more important. When we talk about praise. We talk about worship. I would say this. This is my statement. The number one way that we express our praise and worship to the Lord is with our mouth. The primary way is through our lips. Um, It's been said this way, and I believe this is uh, just real simple and, and, and plain, but whoever you talk about or in this case sing about you praise but whoever you talk to sing to you worship it's not just about fast or slow well we do the praise songs and then we do the worship songs you know no it's about talking about singing about talking to singing to and that could vary with all different tempos and styles but really we're talking about worship the act of the expression of worship we're talking about ministering to the Lord we're talking about an intimate time of an intimate connection with him first Peter chapter 2 you can look at it with me if you'd like first Peter chapter 2 it says over here in the ninth verse but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light notice that language that you should what proclaim the praises the, the king james bible says says that we're a peculiar people and we should show forth the praises of him in other words, someone said, I, I like that heart stuff you're talking about. Because I'm more of a heart person. Some people are outward. They express. They're demonstrative. But I'm more of a heart person. I worship the Lord in the heart. Some people are bubbly and they laugh a lot. I'm happy in my heart. How many know that can be a real big excuse? <laughs> Proverb says that, that that a merry heart does good like a medicine. That's not the one I tried to quote, though. It says, uh, <laughs> it, "It says a, a cheerful. What's it say? A merry heart. You can look this up. Makes a cheerful countenance. Yeah. If you really got something going on the inside, it's going to show up on the outside. Jesus said, when you have prayer time and it's alone, it's in your prayer closet. Others will notice it, even though you don't tell them. Hmm. When you're a giver other people will see that you're a giver even though you don't tell them that you're a giver because it'll show up your reward shows outwardly when a person is a worshipper and in the inside what happens I'm telling you it's trying to make its way out if it's truly there like you say I'm telling you there's something on the inside that makes you want to lift your hands that makes you want to that makes you want to sing that makes you want to shout and what show forth the praises of God and this is what we're called to do we're not called to be quiet we're not called to be silent. We're not called to hide in our hide in our corner. Keep, you know, keep your God to yourself. Keep it hidden in your churches. No, can't. Not a true Christian can't. A true believer can't do that. Because it comes out of them. When there's something going on inside, it's going to make its way out. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When it's in you enough, it's coming out. And so I just want to encourage you, don't squelch it. Don't try to hold it, hold it in as much as possible. Let it out as much as possible. Because we're called again to show forth or to proclaim praises. God wants some noise. He wants it to be audible in the earth today. And so when we talk about showing forth our praise... I, I want to read. I want to read a, several verses to you. We'll finish up for today and come back and and hit these things again. But methods of showing forth our praise and worship. I said. I said the mouth is primary, and so I, I want to say it this way. Number one, the number one method would be speaking. All right, speaking. Here's what the scriptures say, uh, and you don't need to turn. There's there's a bunch. Psalm 40 in verse three, he has put a new song in my mouth praise to God. notice mouth. all right Psalm 51:15 O Lord open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. What shall show forth my my mouth my mouth. Psalm 63 5 63 5 my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Psalm 71, 8. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Psalm 109, 30. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise Him among the multitude. Matthew 21, 16. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise. Out of the mouth. Hebrews 13, 15, therefore by him let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. And so I I, I just want to encourage you, someone said, I'm praising the Lord in my heart, praise the Lord with your mouth. Look for opportunities to say, to express, to verbalize, let it come out, praise you Lord. I glorify you. I worship you. You are my God. Amen. Let it be out loud. Some say I usually just kind of talk to the Lord quietly inside my heart, and well, that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. I commune with the Lord in my heart as well, but get it out your mouth. Hmm. And not just not just when it's fed on a screen. You know, we sing songs, and we all sing in unison. We sing the same thing together. Uh, look for those times in between the songs where you can take it up a notch. Why? Because you can express what's in your heart. You can say specifically, and you can, you can praise Him with your own mouth. Don't let your mouth be quiet. Close your eyes, if that helps. helps me sometimes. Close your eyes and speak praises to God. Talk about him, praising to God isn't just in a service; to, to, it's just boasting on Him. Sometimes you're just telling someone else about the Lord. You know what you're doing? Praising the Lord. I mean, you ever brag on a friend and or a spouse or a child or someone, and you you brag on their accomplishments? What are you doing? You're praising them. You're not even talking to them; you're talking about them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Also, then we can see with our mouths being a, a primary way that we magnify the Lord. That we know from uh, the Scripture that speaking in other tongues is also praise to God. In fact, First Corinthians fourteen seventeen it says when you when you do that when a person speaks in tongues they give thanks well they give thanks well. Also Acts ten forty six is when the the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit. It said, it said there, uh, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Magnify the Lord. So we praise the Lord and we magnify Him verbally. Sometimes it's with our known language. Sometimes it's with our unknown language. A- amen. But I, I want to just emphasize this again. The primary way that we are going to praise, we're going to worship God, we're going to express these things is verbally. Verbally in church, verbally out of church, verbally in prayer, verbally in just acknowledging Him in different areas of our life, and most definitely in direct communication. Direct, uh, you know, speaking directly to the Lord. I worship you. I adore you. You are my life and my everything. I so love you and worship you. Verbal. Let it out your mouth. It's not just about... You know some of the other things. Not about just lifting your hands. We we'll talk about that later, and, and, and those type of expressions. Primary is speaking. Speak praises to the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Say it out loud with me. Close your eyes for a moment. Say, Father God, I worship you. I worship you. You are my life. You are my strength. You are my hope. My joy. You're my everything. I worship you. You're so good to me. Praise God. Father, we love you today. We honor you. We thank you for working in our midst. We thank you for what you have done in our hearts. We don't want to keep it bottled up or contained. We want to be your chosen people who show forth your praises. Thank you for working in us today, for doing a special work in our lives, for helping us to enter into true worship for this we give you the thanks and the praise you're leading us forward you're drawing us in to a higher place with you glory to God thank you for working in hearts and lives today in every person thank you Lord for what you're doing thank you Lord for what you're doing you're doing a work on the inside where you abide where I can't reach where I don't know thank you Lord your spirit right now even works in us works in us, drawing us, teaching us, revealing to us, showing, showing us what we need to know. Thank you for revelation of truth that makes us free. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, all the honor. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for bondage is broken today addictions fall off of people in your presence bam just like that desires change desires change what we wanted before we don't want anymore what we wanted before that was not of you that was not inconsistent it was not consistent with who you are it changes in your presence we want what's right and true and holy and just Thank you for working in our hearts. You're changing us and we're moving from glory to glory. Praise God.